This is Be Your Own Hero, a Flow Athletic Podcast. Welcome to our second episode of Be Your Own Hero, a podcast brought to you by Flow Athletic. I'm Ben Lucas and I'm here with Australia's number one yoga teacher and Batlow's finest, Kate Kendall. Our guest this week is Talitha Cummins and we talk about getting started in the media, facing fears and reprioritizing what really matters post-baby. Talitha currently is uh, doing you know, Triple M radio mornings of a Saturday. She's doing some media presenting. She's also doing the being a world-class mother. Um, previously, she's been a weather girl, person, human, uh, Sunrise news reporter, uh, yeah, all that cool stuff. <laughs> I've been a very busy girl over the last few years. Thank you. It's good to um, be here and slightly strange, I might add. For anyone at home that doesn't know the context, Talitha is actually Benny's wife. So um, that was a very interesting introduction yeah. for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Were you trying to play my achievements down? No. <laughs> so what, is there more? okay so after all that obviously you you're doing a lot at the moment and you're a busy busy woman besides being a mama as well as everything give us a little bit of the background like how did you get to be doing what you're doing I when I was young was fascinated by prisons and I wanted to be a criminal psychologist and work in prisons. Like we, I used to live in Shepparton in Victoria um, growing up and we'd drive to Melbourne, you know, into the city, into the big smoke every, you know, couple of weekends or so and we'd drive past Pentridge Prison and I would make my dad do a loop around the prison just so I could see it. I was just fascinated by what was happening inside and, and I guess um, mostly about how criminals' minds were operating. So uh, I was destined to have a career in criminal psychology and I wanted to work in prisons. And it got to um, my final year and of school, sorry, and my family and family friends pretty much talked me out of it and said, you know, it would be a pretty uh, glib kind of career and I'd spend a lot of time you know, talking to people who you can't really change. So anyway, I decided to do communications and uh, in the second year I was there doing communication. There was this uh, about 250 people in the lecture theatre and I thought I really need to do something now uh, because these 250 people are going to graduate with me and I need to, you know, make a choice. So anyway, I focused on journalism and I started doing work experience at Channel 9, Channel 7, Channel 10. I did any kind of work experience that I could get, basically, and um, eventually got a job by the time I finished uni. That is one thing that I really admire and find inspiring with your story. You know, we've seen, I see so many people... Younger people today, I want to be a TV presenter because it'll help me get more Instagram followers or whatever. Mm. But you worked your ass off mm. to get to where you are. You did rurals, you worked day and night. Like, and what was the story with all the tapes that you did on mm. your own? Like that—that's just incredible. People just don't understand how hard you worked 
to get to where you were. Yeah, it's it's even just getting your first, even getting work experience was hard. You know, I um I did work experience on the Sunshine Coast, and then um I basically I was doing work at a community radio station as well, and for a newspaper, all while I was at uni, and I got this showreel together. And I sent it around to every single media outlet in Australia and just got a stack of rejection letters back, you know, that there were no jobs. Um, but I had appeared, I was so excited because I'd been doing work experience on the sunny coast and one of my stories went to air and the Channel 9 um, news director had seen that story and he called me straight away and said, we've got a job for you but it's in cans. So when I was 21 years old, I packed up my life pretty much in three weeks. I was starting in three weeks and um, moved up to Cairns and did my, you know, regional time for a year and um, then came back to Brisbane. But it's a, a lot of people and I see a lot of younger people in the industry uh, who have just graduated from uni and they come in and, you know, do work experience in the Sydney newsroom and say, oh, no, 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 I'm just, I, I want to get a job here. I'm not prepared to go regional and, um, you know, not not necessarily prepared to put in the hard yards, you know. Uh, I guess a lot of people, from the face of it, it looks pretty simple. You just get up there and you read an autocue. But, you know, all of the people who appear on TV have got degrees. They've worked for years and years. They've worked over holidays. They've worked Christmas. They've, you know, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it behind the scenes. So two questions out of that. A, do you still have that first show reel? I'm sure Casey's got it. So yeah, my mum is <laughs> Casey is my mum and she records every single thing. Oh, yeah, she's got every clipping and yeah. picture. Yeah. Right. Yes. The Talitha scrapbook. Yes. And she's got these big hard drives that are full of Talitha, you know, Talitha doing the news, Talitha, you know, reading the weather, Talitha on sunrise, yeah. So she's right. she's hilarious. Um, probably got that first one and it's it's hideous. I remember I was talking like this. <laughs> the Australian dollar's <laughs> under intense pressure tonight. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty hideous, you know, because you start out in the industry thinking that you've got to put on this voice yeah. and you've and got to be someone else yeah. almost. And then it takes years and years to realise that, oh, shit, I've just got to be me, you know, like it's just got to be natural. Mm. And then the second question out of that is if there's advice that you'd give to younger people wanting to do what you're doing, like, what would it be? It's a really tough industry at the moment. Um, tr in terms of traditional media, there's no money in it. Uh, so it's really, it's kind of shifting as it is now. My advice would be to go through uni and do as much as you possibly can in terms of educating yourself in the digital space. Um, there are a lot of people uh, who are in the media industry right now who are concerned about where their jobs are going to be in three or four years' time. And a lot of these people are not um, – I guess they're not um, well-versed in the digital side of things. So I think if you can get in there while you're young and really get a, a footing in the digital world, that would, you know, I'd highly recommend that. So our podcast is Be Your Own Hero. Mm. So who were your heroes or who did you look up to, aspire to growing up? Who are my heroes? I always remember looking at Dame Elizabeth Murdoch and I just loved the fact that she was patron to like 110 charities or something like that. I used to look at this woman and I, I'd think, you know, she's so wealthy. Her son is the wealthiest person in Australia but this woman goes 
has taken it upon herself to to go out and help other people, which is just the most selfless act possible. I think she could sit around having lunches with, you know, and do all that sort of stuff. But I really, I found that really, I don't know, I really admire the, the person that she is because of that. Um, growing up, my, uh, it was a family friend actually, his name was Mark and he's a gastroenterologist and I worked with him while I was at um at uni for a while in the operating theatre. So while he was doing colonoscopies and gastroscopies. Anyway, beside the point, he um, he was such a hard worker and I knew him from when I was, I think, eight or nine years old. And I just really admired the way he invested, um, how hard he worked, the hours that he put in. And then he would go, you know, have these big luxurious holidays in the Christmas time. And, you know, I think uh, I watched his lifestyle and I thought, I want the things that come from from that in terms of not not the material things, but the ability to have freedom and make choices because um, of the income that he's made. You know, like he could say, "I'll go here, I'll go to Aspen, I'll take the kids," and I I, I liked the way he was working towards that. You lucked out. You made a personal trainer. So you're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't play downplay yourself, Benny. <laughs> One thing I find, T, whenever I'm talking to you, is that you're genuinely like interested in people. You've got a genuine interest, and in, that makes people feel really special. And it's genuine. It's not at all put on. But I'm sure that it's something that's really helped you be such a great journalist. Um, out of you. all those people that you've spoken to over the years who does anyone stand out in particular it's never the people it's never celebrities or you know those sorts of people it's it's always the people that you see um I remember covering the floods in Rockhampton seven or eight years ago and these people were you know their houses were covered in water essentially a meter deep and um just the people that were going in there and helping to take other people out and just really selfless kind of acts that happen in those circumstances. Um, after the Queensland, after, I think it was the Queensland, uh, the Brisbane floods, um, which tore Brisbane apart, there was uh, the Saturday and Sunday, there were just these turnouts, hundreds of and thousands of people coming out to help just random people clean out their houses, clean up the streets. And it's those sorts of experiences that you have in the media industry that really, I don't know, they're really special, you know, more so than talking to a celebrity or, you know, anything like that. I I had um, a, I did an interview with James Bond, the Daniel Daniel Craig, once and you know I was really excited <laughs> to be going to do that. Um, is he hot? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> He's a rather good looking man um, right. and so I was really excited. <laughs> I was really excited to be going to do that. Anyway, got there. I got asked, I got to ask him two questions. He was rude, he was abrupt and he didn't really, you know, I was the 20th person in line of doing, you know, the interviews and he didn't want a bar of me. So, you know, I don't really find those sorts of situations overly stimulating. Mm. Now, during your journalistic career, what, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced and what were the, the lessons you learned from those challenges? 
I'd say some of the the biggest challenges were around being a female in a male-dominated industry. Um, there was a time when I was removed from a particular position. You know, people have moved around a lot in the media industry. And I'd said to this person who removed me from that position, that this male, um, that, you know, I was I was okay with it, but I was just upset by the way it was it was orchestrated. And he said to me, Well, how did you want me to tell you over a bottle of fucking verve in Tahiti? <laughs> and I um, you know, being a young girl in the industry trying to come back from that and knowing that it's a you know with it's so blokey that you know guys just get on with it so there's no space for 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 dealing with that um it was it was really challenging you know and i found that i had to really empower myself um find ways to empower myself which a lot of other women did as well um it's a really cutthroat industry and it's just how it is so you definitely need to form some kind of resilience um to be in that industry oh for sure and and the resilience you build that over the years and years of having these different experiences you know it's it's a it's quite unique in the way that uh you are judged every day in a public arena on the work that you produce that day so it's in newsrooms, a lot of people don't know this, but at 6pm, most of the journos stay back, sitting there with the news director, the head of news, all of the big bosses, and they watch, you know, the bulletins go to air from the major networks and compare who got this shot, who got this interview, who got whatever. So basically, you're being judged on a daily basis as for, you know, the work that you've done that day. So I guess it toughens you up in terms of you've got to be able to take criticism well. You've got to be able to, um, you know, take advice and, and, and constantly be improving yourself What's along the What's the best way? advice you have been given along the way, do you think? Don't believe your own publicity. The senior newsreader at Channel 7 in Brisbane, Kay McGrath, she was a lovely mentor to me and she just said, don't believe the hype because if you believe the good stuff, then you've got to believe the bad stuff as well. It's all, and she said, it will it will always move forward. And I, I guess we've seen, we see evidence of that happening even quicker now with the 24-hour news cycles and there'll be a big focus on something for three or four days and then it dies down and it's forgotten. So how is your uh, life Outlook priorities changed since having a cute baby. Oh. <laughs> uh, it is such a strange thing. It's like God went, okay, you didn't have fully back yourself or have full confidence before, but now you're going to jump and put it into my brain. It was almost like a switch. Um, I, I guess because it gives you, having a baby gives you perspective and you recognize that. This little human in front of you is the most important thing as well as your husband and um, and you're doing everything that you do now is for this child. You know, your, your selfishness and your, um, yeah, I, I, get, I guess all of the selfishness disappears because you're now acting solely to make that child's life good or better. 
So I guess um, in short, I have just become so much more confident and I back myself now. You know, there are times when I would previously think, you know, someone would ask me to do a job and I'd think, oh, God, I can't do that or, and, you know, and just make up an excuse and say, oh, I'm busy or, you know, dates clash. But now I just say yes. I say yes to everything and which has been wonderful because it's got me doing a whole lot of different things that and having a whole lot of different experiences. And I think I learnt that from you, Benjamin, um, that you, you seem to just say yes to a lot of things and and open yourself to all different experiences because and I remember you saying to me once um, just you know go and do these courses book yourself into these courses because even if you take one thing from it it's you've learnt something and even if you don't 100% back yourself on something just say yes and just do it like there's this book as I've said before um called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway and I read that in my teenage years and that became the, I guess, the mantra for my life Like I, because I was a young and shy, introverted girl. Um, it didn't come naturally for me to be either in the media industry or standing up in front of the class and talking to people. So I, there was always a certain amount of fear with whatever I did but if I had have listened to that fear when I was a teenager, um, and given into it, I, I wouldn't have, you know, had the career that I've had. I speak to quite a few people in your industry or who are on, on television or on camera in some way and, you know, they say that they um, have these same kind of fears initially or even still. Um, but like on camera or when you're talking to them, you just can't, you can't pick it. Um, is that something you taught? Is it kind of, I remember when I was doing my yoga teacher training, we had this uh, voice specialist. She'd talk to us about projection and presentation and she would say, you have to be like the graceful swan. We're on top. You're just like really looking mm. really graceful and beautiful. And on down below, you're, you're just like kicking like hell underneath the water, which is typically, which is a lot of people. And and even the most seasoned uh, journos and presenters I know still suffer from anxiety at times. Um, so it's just a natural part of the job. You've just got to find a place or find some kind of way to uh, calm your nerves and that can be different for different people. You know, there are some people will listen to a podcast, some people will listen to music before a big story or, or a live cross or, you know, all sorts of things. You've just got to find what works for you and use that to calm your fears, I guess. So you seem to be in a happy place in your life right now. <laughs> so uh, hopefully. <laughs> where uh, where do you see it going? Where do you see yourself? Uh, where does this go, years? basically? <laughs> <laughs> like how are we or what? <laughs> um, where do I say? I, I don't know. It's just someone asked me that yesterday. I, I'm so happy and I've never been this happy in my life. Thank you. Um, which is... <laughs> <laughs> which is, um, <laughs> you know, like I just I feel content for the first time in my life. I was always, you know, previously wanting more or a different job or I should be doing this or I shouldn't, you know. But now I just feel like I'm – it's a bit of a process of elimination in terms of what I'm doing work-wise, like I'm trying lots of different things and just seeing where it takes me, you know. I, um, I want to write a book. 
I want to, you know, uh, I want to do different sorts of things. I want to be in the media of, you know, in, to a certain degree, but then run my own race, have my own um, production kind of thing happening. But my, uh, first and foremost, I want to be a good mother to Ollie and being a good mother to Ollie for me means being around as much as I can and being able to be there to give him the lessons and to teach him and read to him. That's really important to me. And are you going to have any more babies? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I asked this to Penny yesterday. I'm still doing the calculations in my head because, I don't know, everyone tells you that two under two, you know, two under two is bad. And so I keep thinking, okay, well, maybe not for another year or so or I don't know. I don't know. I just keep thinking you guys about the first about six that. months. Yeah, we'll discuss this <laughs> yeah, <with her>. discuss <laughs> that. <laughs> so before we get into our lightning round uh, tea, which is basically like I throw a bunch of questions at you and you give me one word, two word, sentence, answers. I have one question I'm curious about. The book will have a certain flavour. Do you see that yet or know what kind of tone it will take or is there a lesson that people will be able to take out of it? Uh, I guess – it might be of the self-help type, you know. I'm, I'm just keen for people to speak honestly about their problems, you know. Like I, I think as people we should share that with each other and the lessons that we've learnt. Um, I don't think you can be reach your full potential as a person unless you've gone through those hurdles, you know. So I think it's um, – I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of and I think we should – help each other by being honest and sharing. I'll read it. I'll buy it. Yay, there's one sale. (laughs) (laughs) Benny? I should probably expect a free one. (laughs) 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 Please get ready for our lightning round. Here we go. I'm ready. Morning routine outside of your husband waking you up at 4.20. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's really enjoyable, by the way. Um, You bring me a coffee at some time of the morning, which I really love. You go to the bakery and you pick me up a coffee and bring it home, which when you have a child, this is a one-word answer, isn't it? When you have a child, (laughs) it's so welcome. So thank you and please keep doing that. (laughs) Thank you. Favourite books? Favourite book of the moment is Where is the Green Sheep for Ollie? Um, um, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. That was, I mean, that one stayed with me. Um, I'm quietly obsessed with Princess Diana, so I've read nearly every um, book about the royals. There are other books, but I can't remember the titles right now. What do you like doing in terms of exercise? Um, I have to exercise every day, otherwise I don't feel right. I have a spin bike at home where I do, um, where I've got an app and I follow classes from New York and then I do weights three or four times a week. Peloton, if Peloton want to send us a bike... More than welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Apps, any apps that you would uh, use on the reg? Uh, Headspace is a good app. Uh, Meditation, I learnt to meditate, um, but I still find it easier when I'm guided through it. Holiday destination? Greece. Until every Australian person went to Greece this summer and bombarded our Instagram and social media accounts with their photos. So we might choose somewhere else next year, huh? Food. Favourite one. All of it. All of them. (laughs) Good. Uh, How do you (laughs) 
Recharge the batteries, Talitha. Sleep. I'm a big, I just love sleeping. There is nothing better to me than curling up with a book and, you know, at about two o'clock in the afternoon and then having a couple of hours sleep. What advice would you give to your 16-year-old self? Back yourself, have confidence, just believe in yourself, be your own little hero. You know, I spent so many years thinking that other people were better than me or smarter than me or whatever, you know, more than me, Um, when I wasted so much energy on doing that. I just really wish that I could... Uh, instill that confidence that I have now in my 16-year-old self and that's what I want to do for Ollie. It's really important to me. Nice one. Thank you, T. Thank you for being one of our heroes. Thank you. It's great to be here. (laughs) Subscribe to Be Your Own Hero on iTunes and find out more from Ben and Kate at flowathletic.com.au.